0: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers Game Day host, Ashlyn Sullivan, and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Honey, we
1: Every time we walked down for an intermission, and especially to start the game, especially for the first intermission, it was like, all right, you know, this is kind of going according to plan. You know, we thought they'd be down. We thought they'd be outplayed. Like, all right, this all makes sense. And then by, you know, our third period hit, it was like, what is this team? What is going on right now? And that's kind of what our message was to fans is like, yes, they lost to the Dallas Stars in overtime, but they still got the point in overtime. And it was such a hard-earned point, but... There are so many positives to talk about from this game because, frankly, last season, Al, if you agree, that wouldn't have been a game.
0: No, it wouldn't have, Uh, you know, unless the goaltender. Well, it would have been Hart probably. would have been if Hart's the goalie, maybe. But, no, it was uh, energy. Although Ashland last year, because they put TK on the PK, it kind of started, and they now have a couple of uh, PK units, uh, which are to be feared, which really should bolster team, give them a jolt of energy if he can score like that. So although it was a loss, you get a point, pretty good Dallas team to go yeah. in against. But to me, I mean, that's a, that's, an amazing, that's an amazing comeback to come back with shorties like that. That's remarkable. And, you know, if they, if they were a, a team with more expectations, like if Colorado had done this or Vegas had done this, we'd be all over the place. Oh, my God, look at this. How's it how mm-hmm. going to stop this, this train, this wagon? But no, because it's the Flyers like, oh, well, I got to you know, get a bit a bit of good fortune. Um, I suspect with the penalty killers they have now, there's going to be more than a little bit of good fortune on the PK.
1: Yeah, and three shorthanded goals. Travis connect Nate with two of them. And, and we even try to think of the positives. To me, one, it was the resiliency. It was them coming back. And that's what we had last season a lot, but even more so this year. And I got to think. Top in the list is Bobby Brink. This is a guy who is here to say his passes towards the net are so crisp. He plays with such confidence, and when there's so many questions of who's going up, who's going down, who's staying, I don't even think Bobby
0: Brink should be in that conversation anymore. I don't think he is anymore, Ashlyn. I think the beginning of the year he was, yeah. and uh, because you saw last year coming back off injury, is he? He's a he's kind of a a different kind of a player to appreciate because. We're so used to speed in all sports. If you don't have a tremendous foot speed, uh, re, you know, everything. And he's not the most fleet of, uh, fleet skater, but he right. moves the puck quickly. So the passes across the zone are really good. Sauce passes are really good. And that's where I think he's, he's making himself invaluable. I suspected – I'm kind of surprised because I thought the real value would have been on a power play. But we're mm-hmm. seeing it throughout on the lineup, on his ability to get things done. And you know, one guy goes up, one guy goes down, and you have to take advantage of your opportunity. And it came knocking for him, and he's taken advantage of that opportunity. And he's also one of those guys. And if I'm, you know, if I'm a a winger or on a, on a line with other people, I'm kind of pushing to get on his line so I can yeah. get, some, I can I can be the one that gets some of those passes and kind of be the finisher on it. So I think right. he's uh, he's be, yeah he's really become an important cog in their team. And I think, you know, other teams will scout now. They'll take some of the lanes away, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll try to make, force him into some errors, and there'll be ups and downs with his career, uh, with the season. But I think we've seen enough to realize, you know, you need a goal, end of a game, he's the guy I'm going to say, you're out on the ice. Right,
1: and Joel Farabee is a perfect example of that. But Joel Farabee in that combo, it's paying off so much that Joel Farabee is with Bobby Brink. And Bobby Brink, kind of unselfish play, just getting it towards Joel Farabee to finish it. But yeah, I'm, if I'm a player in that locker, room looking at Joel Farabee and his success and saying a lot of that is, is Bobby Brink being paired with him.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to explain Farabee. covered a lot yeah. of players. I've never seen a young player that, that kind of plays old. Like, I don't know how to put it, like, <laughs> like everybody thinks, he's, he, well, everybody I thinks he's, he's this elder statesman you know like he's been yeah. there like a minute and a half yeah. <laughs> and Things, he's what, him, but it's always like yeah. oh yeah well, well he, you know give it he'll know what to do he'll be the guy we go to he's the guy they're going to take care of the kids and mm-hmm. like well, he is a kid <laughs> i know he's going to be but he's going to be that guy just, he just has this this like mm-hmm presence like an old yep. soul presence like, in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a young hip guy I mean I'm you know I'm sure he's you know he lives downtown has a good time uh, you know mm-hmm. if, you know if we're looking at you know Taylor Swift and Kelsey maybe you know Dua Lipa with Farabee someday <laughs> Who knows but he's, that, he's that, well no that oh, I would pay big money to have that going on and have Jordan Hall ask Tortorella about Dua mm-hmm. Lipa I would pay big money to be at that news conference to see what's going on. But no, he is, are you all right? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to be at that press
1: conference.
0: And I don't, oh, i pay big money to have Torts answer anything about pop culture. I want mm-hmm. to be at that news conference anytime. Oh, but gosh. he's a young guy that has this presence of a veteran player who the players look up to and respond to. So I think putting a young guy with him, I mean, it makes perfect sense. He's like, he's been here, you know, he had the injuries, been here a little bit, but you go and lock him. It's like, yeah, he's just one of the part of the, uh, part of the old guard already. It's amazing to me. And he's not dating Dua Lipa, no.
1: No, no, we're not breaking that news. He might be, we don't know for sure. (laughs) No, we know he's not. But Charlie O'Connor actually he had a great article about that situation, not to Lipa, about Joel okay. Fairby <laughs> taking an elder role. Um and he was talking about I didn't I didn't know this that Joel Fairby bought Coots's home, an old city. Old,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And well, I mean they, yeah, they've all like,
0: gone through that. Yeah. A lot of yeah, a lot of players come in, well, old city's a hit place. You know, it's you know, cool to live there. It's funny that a lot of the young guys live there and then then they move to Haddonfield or whatever. Once you they once they have families, yeah. And then they, I guess, uh, I think Risto's down there. There's A bunch of guys that are mm-hmm. down around there. So yeah, you know, they uh they all gravitate to certain people's houses. You know, Hazy was there for a bit. Uh, so yeah. they go in and you know that's 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 kind of you can have team bonding stuff that you can kind of manufacture at times, mm-hmm. but this is stuff that's just. Go, you, you know, it's just grows out of nothing. It's like, this is just natural. This is the way it happens. Uh, this is uh, this is how a team gets close when you have things like that. And way back in the day, all the flyers were at, you know, a certain restaurant, certain bar, whatever. Now it's different times, different places. And that's what mm-hmm. you want to see. And that's the kind of the uh, culture is the word, the kind of the cliched word. That's what you're trying to grow, a tight team. And I, I know Torts has said it before, and I know they had to subtract certain certain players uh, to get a a what yeah. he wants, what he would call a better culture. And I think they've kind of got that. And a guy like Faraby plays a fairly big role in it for a young player.
1: Yeah, and a guy that's kind of taken it upon himself. I'm sure they're not being asked to do this, so it's been cool to see. And the article was talking about how he has a five-bedroom home and right now every bedroom is with a Flyers player. That they just like all live there. And Wade Allison was there over the summer and Tyson Forrester and Bobby Brink come over the weekends. And just a place where I guess the flyers have apartments in Jersey near the practice facility. But when they come into Philly, you know, these young guys don't have a place to live and a place to stay. So yeah. really cool that Joel Fabius is. But you know, you wouldn't
0: want to live in, I mean, you're single. Do you want to live in South Jersey? You want to live downtown? You want to no, live downtown? I, I live in South Jersey. You don't want to be like me. Don't no. want to be like you. You want to live downtown. You want to make good time. You want to yeah. enjoy things going on. You want to be part of the city. After a Phillies victory, I'm wearing the Phillies hat again because it's been good luck. You want to be able to They're go to Xfinity Live and get home really quick. So it's good on them, having a good time and making the team a lot closer.
1: Yeah, and that kind of leads us, not really, this is a bad segue, Wade Allison. Very interesting. <laughs> that is a terrible segue. I can't redo it though because we're already halfway there. Well, not, as
0: bad as, not as bad as his segue has been to the, to oh, the minor right. leagues for the AHL. Yeah.
1: But. And this is a guy we had questions about. Was he going to make the team? He ended up not making the Flyers team. but kind of a guy that we always knew we were going to see again, but so far not so good for our guy Wade Allison. Yeah. I
0: don't, I would bet you're not going to see him again. And I think part of his, for those that weren't up to it, he's got demoted uh, fourth line, whatever. Ian Le Perrier, who's coaching down there, had some mm-hmm. harsh words about his development. And I can sort of understand this. When he's been there a bit and you see young players come up and then you're sent down, you really you really have to work hard at keeping your confidence up and keeping your attitude right. And I don't think that that's happened with him. So as a result, uh, you know, is his... Um, Star has fallen pretty far. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would guess that he's not. I think he senses he's not a part of that future. Yeah. When we mention a brink, when half of the conversations people have with the Flyers are about players that are in college or in Russia yeah. and you're not even mentioned anymore, it's um, like, okay, seen. it's time to go. Yeah. And then nobody took you in waivers. Wave. Like, man, you, this might be the last chance saloon for you. You, you better pick it up down there.
1: Right. And a guy like you look at, you can handle it two ways. And we always talk about how Cam York handled it, how he was able to kind of take that blow. I mean, that's an ego blow. That's a confidence complete shot and make the most of it and get back up here. And I know for Cam York, that was a really hard journey that he still talks about.
0: Yeah. And for him, he wasn't uh, that far along in his career, I think, as Allison has been through so much with injury. Um, Mm -hmm. Part of the problem with him, frankly, is he's hurt a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's Not bad available. luck, on, but you're unavailable. Other guys take your spot. It's just it's it's it's, it's why players play hurt, can't play yeah. injured, but you can play hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something like right now we're seeing Ristolainen still on injured reserve and there's questions of when he's going to return and you see these young guys like an Andre you know playing and Azamula and all these guys and, and you wonder for Ristolainen he's got to be saying get me back out there and but we don't really know the extent of his injury so it's hard to just put that pressure but yeah
0: and he'll and he'll come back in he will be he's a physical player uh, when he's healthy they have the luxury now of being able to give him that extra time and yeah. it kind of works in their favor to take a look at the kids early in the year, but I think if this continues, if this isn't uh, a sugar rush with the, the way they started the season, uh, then they, then all the, if they start to feel like you know we really might be hanging around toward the end of the year, he'll be in the they, they won't give those kids that same chance. He'll be in that lineup all the time.
1: Right, and that kind of leads us to what's coming. And right now, it's so early <laughs> on in the season. And right now, yes, the Flyers are they're first in the Metropolitan. And I was at the Eagles game, and fans are coming up saying, "Oh my gosh, have you seen the Flyers? Wow, this is so exciting!" But I guess I have nothing to compare it to because I didn't start with you with NBC till last December, so I missed. Yeah, they were doing the good way. till
0: you came. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm <laughs> such a bad luck for everything. Dallas <laughs> Cowboys <laughs> <Stash-Gash Wars> fans. <laughs> as soon as I leave, they make the playoffs, but. I guess I, I say it with hesitation because so many people have said, well, they always start good and talk to me, you know, at the end of November because that's when you really see.
0: Yeah. But the difference here is the optimism, optimism isn't with the record. The optimism is with Brink. The optimism mm-hmm. is the seeing young defensemen that are starting to play. The optimism is seeing Sandheim all of a sudden a horse yeah. Um, so I mean, th- that's the difference. It's like you know how how you know how how could he how could that happen? How how, how can he turn from a whatever into a horse <laughs> over the summer? And that's the difference. It's not the record. It's the way they're playing, and the, the individual players, and the young players, and the fact that they are, actually have one eye on developing players. That's the, mm-hmm. uh, that is why I think people are feeling far more positive about the team than in the past.
1: Right. And it was not frustrating, but you still get the occasional fan. I'm sure you get it too. I had a fan come up to me yesterday saying, well, well, why are they doing, good? you know, this is completely going against the plan. Why aren't they losing? And it's, it's no longer like that because they do, like you say, have all the eyes on the young players. It's not like they're just blind to this and saying, we're just going to ignore the future because I think they're balancing it pretty well. of still trying to win. And having the eye on these young guys. They're not just going to go out and lose. And I still don't get why fans say that. It drives me nuts.
0: Well, because it's, um, you know, you don't get the number one draft pick anyway. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a lottery. So you might, you know, one in whatever the percentage is. It's ridiculous to, to say you're going to tank a season. Bedard goes to Chicago, didn't go to Anaheim, didn't go wherever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's kind of absurd. Um, and, you know, I'm not one that believes in much metaphysical, but there is karma. <laughs> to, yeah. to, and, and, and I mean, you know, it is it just, just could happen. A guy could land in your lap. Who, who knows if kind of Gauthier coming up is going to be that good. The kid at the University of Denver is going to be that good. Uh, Mitch mm-hmm. Cobb, obviously. So you can't just keep, if you keep sending the message that it's okay to lose, you just can't. You just can't send that message to your locker room, which is why yeah. having Couturier and Atkinson back is so big. Uh, to have it back and to have guys that the, the kid, because it's going to get rough Look, they already had one horrendous game, right? It was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Just a terrible game. Yeah, yeah just, and so you want to bounce, bounce back from that game, and they did it. And that's, that's what you're leaning on. That's what you want to happen. You don't want acceptance of, of losing to be okay. Oh, no. no big deal. No, you just, you might lose, just can't be comfortable with it.